Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. There is one man of the people here, and that's me. Lance and Dell, f*** them. It's the only way to drink a Coors. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear Songs of the South? I've heard songs of the South. I hadn't heard "Look Away, Dixieland" that with was slurred your, speech. That's in your. That's in your songs of the South. No. Yes, it is. That song's not in there. Yeah, it absolutely is. No, it isn't. How much do you want to bet? So it's not. It's in songs of the South. Uh, one thousand dollars. Dell is is. Dell Dixie knows Land? it's not. Look away, Dixieland is not in there. I mean, maybe the the tune, but the words aren't in there. He he changed. He might have changed the to- the words. Play songs of the South right now. Yes, it's in there. I make up my own song. Then there's a song also that I make up called Rebel. Yeah, Rebel. No, we were singing that last night, too. And then the last one is... I don't know why a, Frank put that one in there. But, yeah, we were singing And the Rebel. last one is not Look Away, Dixie Lane. <laughs> you hover above, rain, hell, below. Kill them Killing them hogs real nice and slow. I'm Brett Myers going to throw that gas down around your knees. Put you on your ass. Ah! Rebels, rebels. Bringing the muskets and bringing down death on us. Rebels, rebels, keep everybody mm. in you bondage. Right All the way down the, south in the land of cotton. Uh, Old times there are not. This is <laughs> oh, you give me that thousand away. now. Yeah. Now, I wasn't slurring my speech. Well, it doesn't matter. We were slurring it last night because we were. I was with the people while you two were home. Wasting? I don't know what you're doing. I thought you were just drinking to get through Verlander's performance. Uh, Verlander's performance was excellent. I don't know if you, if you. How many? How many big league wins do you have? Yeah, because he got one last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was gasping, it a quality start? Gasping to the final out of that don't five. Care about was it a quality start? start? Care about wins. That's all quality I care about. Quality starts the most important stat in baseball. Yeah. No. 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 It was last year when Fromber had it, but we don't care about it this year. Okay. Because Fromber ain't doing. Maybe that. four days rest is not great for Verlander. Uh. No. It. It. Well, listen. When you got a five nothing lead, you throw strikes, and then all of a sudden, slap, 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 slap. You know. I. He did his man his. His slider, they were crushing it. It was just, it was, it was, it was, it was not biting and sharp. No, no, it was not. It was none of those things. So he was, uh, he was not great last night, but the Astros, like I predicted, well, the offense was. got the win. The offense was, Luzardo, holy crap, he was just getting slapped around. Man. Well, they couldn't find the strike zone. Yeah. I mean, the game, the game actually ended when they couldn't throw strikes. And the Astros, um, you know, and then they, they, I mean, they extended it. It was six to five. Yeah. It was six to five, and all of a sudden you had a six-run inning because they couldn't st- throw strikes. <clears throat> Men were on base at all times, and then of course you had three different hitters going the opposite way. You had John Singleton going the opposite way. You had Alex Bregman going the opposite way, and then you had Kyle Tucker going the opposite way with three different hits in that inning. Um, and before you knew it, it was twelve to five, and even Montero couldn't screw that up. Um, no. Well, Montero actually he's fine. He's been, he's been good. He's fine. He had he's a clean sheet, is yeah. what we call it in soccer. Yeah. Montero had a clean sheet. Well, we're only asking for one inning, but. Yeah, right, 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 right. He didn't right. give up a hit or a walk, did he? 
Not that I remember. Uh, no, he actually looked pretty good. Yeah, and he has actually looked over the last month. He's looked actually real good. Yeah. And Montero is, is not the same Montero that started the season. He's he Maybe the the pitching coaches who you called out yesterday. Yeah, who and you, with good reason. They got Maybe fix. they got maybe they got him right. They got a good. They maybe, get this other guy right. Yeah. Well, maybe you need to. Uh, because Christian you know, Javier. If you're going to criticize, maybe you should <clears throat> also compliment. Okay. Well, we can take a look at his ERA. Well, what, you want to take a look at his ERA yeah, over the last... What do you think Montero's ERA is this year? The, no, over the last month. Because well, how's he they done ch- for the they, year? If he sucked and he got better, then the pitching coaches did their job, right? Yeah. So get this guy better. It's only been four months. They're working on it. Okay. You think they're just sitting around? Well, I don't know. He hasn't gotten any better over the ni- last nine starts. We were talking about how it looked like Christian Javier was coming around, and this ain't coming around for Christian Javier. Not uh, at all. No, it's absolutely it's less than coming around. If you want to know the truth, but Rafael Montero, if we take a look at his game log right now, as a matter of fact, Rafael, Rafael Montero has a one five this month and a two three one the previous month. Well, that's good. That's real good. I mean, and that's probably knowing Dusty. It, it, well, he was out a little while before but, that. Yeah, that wasn't great. No, how many uh, games has that been the last two months? See, appearances he, two four oh here I got appearances. Uh, no, I don't have appearances. Two, four, six, eight, nine. Now, if you give up other people's runs, 10, 12, 14, 16 appearances. Yeah. Now, if you give up other people's runs, it doesn't count for you. Uh, right. Exactly. Right. But he, well, but he usually comes in a starter. Well, he's got six innings pitched this year and he's given up two hits. Six innings pitched this year. This, this month. And he's oh, got okay. two hits. He's given up two hits. Last month, 11 and two thirds innings pitched and he gave up five hits. Yeah, good. that's good. No, that's good. Real that's good. good. It's good to see Montero come around. Yeah. You got to have that. I mean, you got to have all your pitchers. Abreu, who's been better. Um, Ryan uh, Presley had to go. I mean, it's just been so up and down from the pen. Just so up and down. But it really doesn't matter if they get locked in at the right time. Who cares when the – you know, I mean, that's that's the key is are you locked in at the right time. And uh, who knows? They could be. We know they got the talent. They did it last year. The guy I'm most worried about is Christian Javier. Yeah. Because when Christian Javier is right, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. And if you can get that guy back, that's like getting a – at this point, it's like getting – I mean, you could, if you got real Christian Javier – I hope it's real Christian Javier. If you got real Christian Javier back and a hitting Michael Brantley back when the playoffs start, that's like you just made two huge trade deadline moves almost. No, well, we'll see. I mean, what- Brantley is – you know, Brantley hasn't played – real baseball in 13 months yeah we'll see you know jonathan single john singleton didn't play for how long and- but singleton's get you know singleton's not getting a lot of hits i love the extra base hit he i mean the opposite field hit he had yesterday was great he's getting on base a lot with walk people yeah. obviously are not of course everyone walked yesterday but they're they're not super crazy about pitching up they're clearly well aware of his power when they when they <laughs> when that pitcher came in with second and third and Maldonado at the plate, and he walked him to get to El Tuve. Oh, my goodness. It I was like, wow. And here, you know, we had a two, a one-run game in the seventh inning, and he batted Maldonado again. It was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no, it was two-run. It was a two-run. It was seven-to-five game when Maldonado came up, and I was still like, oh, goodness. What is... And Maldonado walks. You should be – somebody was somebody at the bar was like, hey, DFA that guy immediately. How in the world – are you going to walk Maldonado in that situation? No. And then the floodgates. But it happens way more than you think, though. It's crazy how often Maldonado 
gets to three two counts and even walks. By the way, I, I felt like Singleton had more walks than this. He's only got three since coming up in the Astro with with eleven strikeouts. Well, well that's one was a huge season. situation where he walked, and in the Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah, that that's, was, that's that. the one that really stands out. Right. I guess. Yeah, but um, yeah, walks. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, he's got with Houston. He's got that's not right. They didn't count. They didn't count his previous stat. They didn't count last night's stats. Net. So he's got with the Astros. You know, he's got four walks. Um, he hasn't struck out as much. Actually, John Singleton with the actual Astros this year because he was up with Milwaukee for a little bit. He has his uh, seven walks, four strikeouts. That's terrific. Yeah, that's terrific. I would take that even if he's not really hitting great, which is you know. Well, he's hitting. He's putting the ball in play. And I bet you his XB batting average is probably pretty good. His expected for how his, hard he has hit the his ball. His real batting average is below Maldonado. <clears throat> yeah, but his expected, I would imagine, is much higher. Here's because- what his batting averages have been with the Houston Astros: one sixty-eight, one ninety-one. Uh, Milwaukee hit one hundred three this year, and then right now he's hitting one sixty with the Astros. Maybe he's, he's a one hundred hitter. He's never hit over two hundred in his career. Maybe this is, he is what he is. Maybe he just is what he is. Then get on base a lot. His yeah. on base percentage is three forty four. That's yeah. not bad. No, no, and, you know, and he doesn't clog the bases. Actually, he, he he can he can motor for a big man. He can he can run okay. Yeah. Uh, but that what a game. And you got the series win. Yet another series win. I know you lost game one. That was a little bit disappointing. But you came away with the next two. The Rangers lost last night, so you're two and a half back. The Mariners won over the last ten. Uh, those three teams, the Rangers, the Astros, and the Mariners, are all 7-3. and three. So you're, this is your situation. You're four games up on the Mariners as they come in this weekend. You've got the day off, although the, the Mariners play Kansas City tonight. So <clears throat> we'll see how they do there. Hey, this is a this is a, this is a, I don't want to use the word scary, but this is, oh, my God, every day on ESPN, mm-hmm. it's the issue with the Jets' offensive line. This is the new... Lamar Jackson, this yeah. is the new Jonathan Taylor, the new Aaron Rodgers, Jets offensive line every day. I'm sorry, I got distracted by TV. But um, it's not a scary situation, but this is a, a noteworthy is a noteworthy series because, you know, if something terrible goes wrong, you're sitting there on the verge of being out of the playoffs. Yeah. If something great happens, then you are extremely comfortable, you know, headed down the stretch. You do need. You can't do anything about the Rangers. Rangers are just, you know, they're just not losing any ground. And uh, they're going to throw a couple of young guys. They're going to throw Bryce Miller and Logan Gilbert in the first two games out of the Mariners. And those two took care of business against the Astros earlier this season. Had real good games against them. The Astros really struggled with both of those guys. And then in the finale, at the very at the in the finale, they got Hancock, who isn't as good. They're going to throw. <clears throat> Well, uh, on the broadcast, they said it was going to be J.P. France on Friday. This has Brown, France, and Urquidy. I think I think they might throw France on Friday, maybe Brown on Saturday. Um, what I think is going to be interesting to see is how these young guys, if they're going to have their command because they've changed up their routines so much. Hunter Brown was in relief the other day. France was in relief Earlier this week, mm-hmm. you know, they're not getting their regular starts. And now when they do get starts, because they've only thrown two and three innings, 
is it is it going to be difficult for them to have their command when they do actually start because it's so intermittent right now? I, I think it's a good. I think it's it's going to be an interesting thing to watch if they don't have their command. Be like, well, you know, starting pitchers they they have their routines. They start. They take take a day off. They they throw long toss and then blah blah blah. They work their way back into their start and they've got their routine. This is all upset. That that apple cart has been upset. So, well, let's see. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the apple cart. I, I mean, JP France looks unshakable. Right. Well, he was great when he came in the other day, but again, he doesn't have his regular routine that he's had all season long. Well, then they got to stop messing with six man rotation. If if that becomes a concern, then stop with the six man. Well, make a tough decision with a day off. It made it that much more difficult <clears throat> because, because we then don't, it would be a seven. A because seven Verlander day going, you know, Verlander needs regular rest. Well, he got his regular rest, and then he didn't look all that great. Right. I thought Verlander was – he wasn't on four days? No. Well, yeah, and that's four days rest is what you normally get in a five-man rotation. Well, wait, when was the last time Verlander <clears throat> pitched? Verlander pitched last on uh, Sunday, or was it Saturday? If it's Sunday, Monday, <clears throat> Tuesday, Wednesday is not his regular rest. No, no, rotation. no. He, he had his regular rest. It was Saturday. He did? <clears throat> no, actually, he came back and pitched Friday night, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so he had an extra day. No, 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 no. He pitched the 11th against the Angels and then the 16th against the Marlins. Five, that's a, yeah, he Before got his four that, days it rest. was Marlins, the Yankees, um, the 5th, and then the Angels. The yeah, he had, his, he had his four days rest. So that, this is the way they wanted to do it. This is the way Justin Verlander wants it. He wants to have his four days rest. He wants to throw. He just didn't look good last night. Maybe, Hopefully that's just a an aberration because he has looked pretty good Maybe lately. Maybe he needs, at, his, at age 40, he needs five days rest. Maybe. But How he about that? He doesn't want that. You, and Justin, <laughs> maybe you got to make decisions that are best for Justin maybe, Verlander. Maybe Justin Verlander knows I'm Justin sorry. Verlander better than you. Is Justin Verlander the boss of this team, or is Dusty the boss of this team? Well, Dusty, I forget sometimes. Dusty does whatever Justin Verlander. Dusty's the boss does when he? Justin Verlander tells him okay, what to do. Who is, how does it, what's the, what does it look like? What's the, in terms of the boss, like who's in charge? What's the. Is, Maldonado's one. Okay. Okay. The and, Crane? And then Crane. Okay. And then Verlander? Uh, Dana then probably Verlander, then Dana Brown, then Dusty. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. the order. It goes Maldonado, Crane, feels, Verlander. Feels right. Yeah. 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 So you do what they say. Uh seven fourteen ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. We had a big time last night at Damaris Barbecue watching the game with the people. We were eating chicken wings and fries and uh, all the, the barbecue and I'm telling you, just a great time. Thanks to Yanni and, and uh, everybody over at Tamaris Barbecue. He gave you a, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. You were, you were talking about your big night last night. Do you think your night last night has contributed to how extra flimmy you are this morning? I'm not morning? flimmy right now. <laughs> no? No. Huh? It's probably this coffee that's got me, though. So you don't think it has anything to do with your big night last night? Well, is it any different than any other night? I mean, it's, how late, it's how late been a you... bit excessive this morning. No, it's not. It's not more. Mm. It, no, but I not, know what I do. He didn't even get through I that sentence without doing it. He goes, no, it's not. <laughs> I did not do that. Yes, you did. You <laughs> didn't even get through the sentence when you're defending yourself. Yeah. I heard, that's what I said. That's what, what? <laughs> 
He's trying to cough. Just, he's trying to gaslight cough. Button. I, I always hit the cough button. That's why Frank. That's stupid. That whole that whole open. No, yeah, thing. because that wasn't that wasn't me. that wasn't you. That wasn't me. Mm. Yesterday's no. Phil Collins <coughs> wasn't you. No, it wasn't and me. Lance. It was including Lance. It was Lance. It was both of us. It was Lance. It was both of you. Yeah. Now yeah. I, I was just I'm just postulating some questions. Um, you don't think your big night. Is contributing to I this. Can't Are tell, we just Bell? calling this It's John's? like every other night. Is this I like a tell. movie th- it's title? It's called John's Big Night. Yeah. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. No, I it wasn't a big. You it wasn't a big night. That. It was just. A, it was just a Wednesday night. Is it, all it, it was. You made it seem like a big night because well, it was a lot of fun. While you're having all that fun, you're, while you two, did you're nothing. tweeting at us trying to embarrass Man, us. I'm working. I'm working. Okay, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work overtime while you two sit at home and do nothing. Well, I. To be fair, I had to make Alex go on away dinner with Well, you should have done that earlier and then, and then to the Pats. game. That's all. I had a meeting okay. NFL 5 to 6-10. No one cares about that. Yes. Okay, let's go. You could have done it at Demarest. Yes, I'm literally helping get programming for the new they NFL Plus streaming. They got great steaks at Demarest, too. I don't know if you heard. That's good but, as mine. Okay. Uh, Shout out Pete's Fine Meats. The, the ribeyes. I've got one son who is, I like marbled ribeyes, like, it's good. It, you know, you don't want to eat giant chunks of fat, but like a little bit on some oh, pieces no, is good. No, no, no. And because uh, I seared it in cast iron before I, I finished it by smoking it. But one of my sons, Mason, like Mason is grossed out by fat. So it's like I had the ribeyes. Well, it looks like that because he's like so real he doesn't, thin. He don't like Male, girls? Mason? No, Mason's like 160. He's Mason's, still skinny. Mason's so, what? Yeah, well, he's he wasn't. Well, it's once he, so thick girls are out for him? Oh, you don't know that. He says, uh, oh, yeah, no... he can't stand that. Yeah, he can't stand fat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 717 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. What players. we do like is HRP, who were in the house. Chris Fisher was in the house last night, as a matter of fact. He and Todd, and we, we had a big time. We had a great time. HRP, there might they... <laughs> La Raza thought he was Laura Beavers, but he's not, Okay. <laughs> So he's really Chris Are Fisher. You Laura Are Beavers you Laura Beaver? To Chris Fisher? Yeah. <laughs> Who look totally different. Okay, so, but here's the deal is HRMP was in the house and we were talking about, it. as a matter of fact, you're going to hear, be hearing hopefully a lot of stuff uh, from HRMP on the Ags, on the Ags Network. What You will be hearing it uh, because they're sponsoring our Aggie coverage here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. But here's the deal is, uh, it, uh, it <laughs> It doesn't matter how big your business is. It, your your business needs HRP. He was telling me about a, a business that he was that he was uh, uh, giving a, a consultation to that he could have saved one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for him. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Think about what that does to your bottom line. And and that was just one business that has about forty employees. I don't know how many how many employees your business has, but they can save you a ton because I'm telling you this. Those benefits packages that those other admin admin companies are putting on you, that's where they're making a ton of money. HRMP will save you money on those benefits packages while doing your payroll perfectly and your HR perfectly and save you big money. Find out for yourself. If you're not completely satisfied with your admin company, go with ours, HRMP, hrp.net, 281-880-6525. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sweet Sassy Molassie. Sweet Sassy Molassie. Get out the checkbook and pay Grandma for the rubdown as the Spurs beat the Heat. I'm in love with the You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 
Let's get Gilbert in here. Gilbert wants to talk about it, the Astros. How about the Astros winning two out of three in Miami? And Gilbert wants to talk about it. Hey, Gilbert. Yeah, I didn't think so. Gilbert's not. Gilbert's already asleep. He just called. He just called. And he's already. Gilbert! Never mind. Hang he's gonna, He's about to get banned. No. Do yeah. not ban Gilbert. Ban the people love Gilbert. Banning, ban him for a week. That's he's got to learn not to You're sleep bad person. all the when time. When he needs programs and you and you don't you don't you don't help him at all. What did we learn from the Texans yesterday and their practice? Um, Jalen Petrie ended it with a pick six. Take mm-hmm. that, Dell. How that taste? Okay. We learned. It. I don't know. It's practice. What do I care? We learned it too. It counts. Does it? Oh, struggling. Yeah. No, 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 no. You guys, you're you're probably going to feel bad about yourself leaving here. Mm. And that seems likely. Yeah. You're, feel, you're going to feel real bad about, oh, pick sixes don't affect the quarterback? Yeah, thank you. Not from the press presser. He didn't seem to affect it. Um, yeah, from what I, the, the trend for him in camp has been when, they are, when they've been in situational um, in, those situation, in situational work or press for time, when it's like, okay, you, no timeouts, you need to drive the field. That's when, his, that's when he's forcing balls and you know just trying to make plays. He hasn't been a guy who's thrown a lot of picks throughout his career, so I'm not really worried. But, hey, Jalen Petrie made a play. And Tua explained it. He said, hey, I, I wanted to go someplace else. That wasn't – it wasn't open, so I came back, and I probably should have just dirted the ball. I tried to force it in there, and, and the guy made a play. Uh, as far as the guys we care about, C.J. Stroud, D'Amico talked about what he wanted to see from what – what did you what did you, what did you think that he wanted to see from C.J. Stroud? Oh, what would D'Amico say? Quick Probably decisions. something about managing – I would think I think it's about managing. Yeah, managing's uh, something that an offensive guy would say. A defensive guy would probably say, "Yeah, I would say quick making quick decisions, making good decisions with the football, yeah. taking care of the football." Taking care of the That's football. usually what a head coach. Let's says. see what uh, D'Amico said. You don't. I don't run down. So what he wanted to see from his QBs. You don't. Yeah. No. He doesn't. Okay. So, anyway, uh, D'Amico, we'll, we'll hear from D'Amico in a little bit. But, uh, it's you know what? This is, when you talk about getting a quarterback ready for a season, playing against another team is, this is so much better than yeah. just, just practicing. And, and uh, well, because the intensity level ramps up and there's a, subconsciously, you're not playing your teammates. You're not, you have to compete or get embarrassed. And, um yeah, it's it's so much better. Yeah, so much better than practice. And then this is kind of a if you can stay out of the fights, which stay a lot out of the fights. Yeah, a lot and of this guys is can't. this is one of the things that I think it's I think we're going to go to this because of the fact that you don't have the fact you have three preseason games, which I think is fine. I know a lot of people want to go to two, but some of these guys need a chance. I mean, teams need you. You take away padded practices from coaches, which is you know which makes their jobs harder. And I know that from talking to a coach. Um, you're taking so much away. Now you take a preseason game away. These preseason games, some of them are really to help general managers and head coaches decide who's going to actually make the roster. It's not, you know, the preparation thing a lot of teams have gotten. It used to be preparation for the season. A lot of teams have kind of gotten away from that for a lot of their players. Some of them still do that. But the, I think what we're going to see is for guys like C.J. Stroud, the first-team guys, these joint practices have become very important. And it's not new. Joint practices have been around 
basically, I mean, for the last 20 years, you've had, I remember the Dolphins come in, the Denver Broncos. I remember when Adam Schefter came in with Denver because he was their beat writer. And I remember us talking to him for a little bit. But I remember when you were talking to Al. Al Davis. At the Raiders. Yeah, when the I Raiders talked to Al in. Davis. Al Davis did not talk back to me. No. Uh, from his golf cart. But his. But one you of were his making trades, cards. apparently. Well, I just. No, I just said one of his players. I liked one of his players. I yeah. said I thought he was a do really you, good player. Do you have the authority to make trades for the Houston Texans? Uh, yeah, I was asked that by his bodyguard as he. <laughs> Al drove off in the cart away from me. And the bodyguard came over and acted nice. He was friendly, uh, but, you know, still asked if I, do you work for the Texans? No, no, I, um, I work uh, with uh, 610 Radio. I do uh, the pregame show, and, and uh, so I don't even think I did a blog back then. I, did, I couldn't even go to the blog card. And I said, but, you know, I follow the draft, and I really like this guy y'all picked up. Oh, okay, okay. So, do you have? But do you have authority to make trades for the Texans? Because you're asking Mr. Davis about some of his players. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't think I have any authority to make trades. Oh, okay, All okay. Right. And the so, guy's literally like, "Oh, okay." All right, well, I was just checking because you were yeah. talking to Mr. Davis. I didn't know if you you have tra- you, you have were authority. interested in trading for like. Oh. I was just like, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. We uh, we got to break it here. We. We'll hear from Domico Ryan's uh, soon here oh, on you our think show. We will. Next, uh, oh, on the next. Okay, you got it. Okay, we'll do that on the other side, right here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. But right now, I want to talk about. Listen, football is back here. How about this? When you go to mybookie.ag, promo code bet nine seven five. You click on bonuses. There are several ways to leverage your deposit for more cash. A welcome bonus for new players, a reload bonus for existing customers, which means if you've been on my book, a lot of times it'll be just for new customers, but they've got a reload button and bonus now for you too. So if you need to reload, put more money in there, you can get a nice bonus. And if you refer a friend, you also get a bonus for that as well. So if you're looking for a great way to get some bonus money to bet, there's a you know you go to your regular bookie. He ain't giving you no bonus money. He just ain't doing it. I'll tell you this, my bookie does. So you're looking for a great way to play. Of course, you got preseason football. You got all kinds of future bets as far as Super Bowl goes, as far as NFC, AFC, who's going to win the conferences. I wouldn't put that much on the Texans if I were you. I just don't know that that's going to pay off. But I do know this. No matter what you bet, anytime, anywhere, they are going to pay off. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. And get your bonus now at mybookie.ag. Peanut butter sandwich food truck, selflist.com. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, welcome back. A story came out yesterday, and it's interesting. Kelly Eco put this out there, that if Joel Embiid asks out with the whole James Harden situation and everything going on in Philadelphia, the Rockets are a team to watch because of his relationship with Ime Adoka. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of players... Have a Ime Odoka is a player's guy. I mean, he's a big Jason Tatum. He and Jason Tatum are tight, and you know, he is a guy that players want to play for. If in fact you could get a Joel Embiid here, let me make sure that I know who you're talking about here. MVP who craters in the playoffs? Yeah, that guy. 
Sounds like sounds familiar. Sounds okay. like we've seen that before. Where have I heard that? It's like a I'm having a deja vu. So, so yeah, and he did, and we got to get we got to get better players around us. How about you? Got to play better. Uh, these, Joel. these guys got to play better. Yeah, you had seventeen on like five of nineteen. Right. What did you say, James? Uh, Joel. <laughs> Same thing. So, what would you give up for Joel Embiid? Well, it starts with Shingun. It starts with Shingun. It starts with Shingun. Honestly, I love that people keep pumping up Shingun. He, he has more. Well, I, number one, I love it because there's a. I want to keep Shingun. Let the record reflect. But Shingun has a lot of value. He's also on a rookie contract, which is very valuable. You got to get to the spot where you could make a trade. So, obviously, who's your most expensive contract? I mean, KPJ would have to be part of it just to get contracts. You would try to trade him every single time we well, talk about you trades. You have to try to get your contracts. Well, KPJ doesn't get you up there. KPJ has what seventeen million? He's yeah. one of your highest paid players. Seventeen a year? No. Yeah, KPJ is up there. It's just not fully guaranteed, which Daryl will love. Um, so it it'll start with him, but it also probably takes Jabari. It probably- well, you're looking at just here. He signed a four year, and well, no, it's more like fifteen eight. He signed a four year, sixty three million dollar contract. It's it's a fifteen point eight every year. He has to be involved in any trade just to get it, just to try to get to a you know, a contract match in the vicinity. Um, it's a non, it's a non-starter. You have to trade him. Yeah. Um, it would take quite a bit, and whether or not you, you know, first of all, you've got involved. injury concerns with Embiid. Secondly, you know, you're dealing with that contract. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in Joel Embiid. You'd have probably have to wait until Van Vliet is done. As a Rocket, I'm not interested. As an as other teams, not because I don't like him. I love his talent and ability. But for the things you talked about, he's a, you know, I'll deal later with the cr- crumbling in the postseason because getting there is more important than worrying about the other stuff right now. You can't get me a 22 win season. He's just not good in the play. He's not good in, in elimination games. You do. You're at 22 wins. You would love to be in an elimination game right yeah, now if you're the Rockets. Absolutely, absolutely. But with that said, I just think I think the Rockets have something going right now with uh, with a young team that I think Joel Embiid is just a great player who is willing to. I don't know if he's a great locker room guy or not. Not that he's a cancer or anything, but will he? Well, vibe he's called with the out his teammates team? before. Yeah. Oh no! I mean Ben no. Simmons. Yeah. He called out. Uh, not really James that I've seen. He hasn't. Not, really he, not him James, out. but the rest yeah. of the guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was. They were just as culpable as him. He wanted to make sure you knew. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, he didn't say as. And I need to. They need to play better. When he sucked that game. Yeah, he sucked that game. Sucked. Yeah. So I don't know. It would be interesting to see. I don't know. What do you guys give up? You have to gut your young guy. I mean, you'd have to gut your young. It starts with Shingun. Like I said, KPJ is a contract throw, and you have to have it to make it work. You probably have to do a three-team trade to get someone's contract that that could help make it work as well. Um, I don't know if they would want Jabari or not. He does fit what Daryl likes, the Trevor Ariza mold. The Sixers know? are taking everything. Long defender. They're take the Sixers. They don't want first round picks. The Sixers. Well, they'll they'll take them. Well, they'll take them to use yeah. them later. Yeah. The, the Sixers are taking everything you have. Pretty much. If you're making that trade, Joel Embiid will be thirty. Although thirty as a big man, he's twenty nine. He'll be thirty in March. God, so he's, he's already going to be. 30? Yeah. So that's a. That, as a big man, 
that means something more than it would be for a smaller player. He's injury prone, but the Sixers, particularly Daryl Moore, if he's still around when Joel Embiid's asking out, they're taking everything you have, or at least they're going to want everything you have. Was this a different because big men used to big men used to play long a long time? But this guy who's had injuries throughout his career, who ha- who's had the missed time because of injuries before he even really got going, is is a um, and then by the way he's he's got he's got this year, the next year, and then a player option. So you're trading for him, and then you're pr- almost immediately. Actually, he's got three years left on the deal, and then a you're player option. So you're pr- because of what you've given up for him, you're probably going to give him a giant deal when he's older. But that's three years down the line. So you got to include all these things. Um, but the trade, just say anything the Sixers want, they're going to take if you're if you're acquiring Joel Embiid. Yeah, you're gonna. It will hurt. There's no question. It would. Shangun, Jabari, and Jalen. If you want him, that might no, be what they ask for. No, no. What's left for him? Well, you have your... Th- what well, would be left for Embiid? He'd be in a bad spot. No, you're qu- out of your well, you're acquiring B to win, so you're going to bank on the oh, veterans that you signed. Oh, God. Mm. No. Like you, you're, what, Dylan Brooks? What are you paying those two for well, if not to win? So if you're adding Embiid... You can't win if you have Embiid and nobody. Well, you the would, Embiid Van Vliet double bubble. Well, you're well. You've decided those two are are changing the culture. If you're no, acquire, see, you're just being you're just no, being a little smart. No, I'm not. Look at what, what you're being. Well, look at what the uh, the Nets not the, the Nets got from Phoenix for for an older Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was 33, 34 at the time. They traded Mikel Bridges, who's who will probably be an All Star next year. They they traded for Cam Johnson, didn't have to pay him because they traded for him, and then they also got picks. So what's the equivalent for the Rockets when you're trading for Joel Embiid? Well, I would say the I'd say what we're what, what we're two talking of those, about offering maybe is not three. What, yeah, two of them. Well, Bridges is a, a better player than anyone currently on the Rockets roster. Okay, but I, that doesn't mean that necessarily that his upside is better than Greens or especially Shingoon's. I well, don't know, and a Shingoon is a big. Well, I'm taking a wing over big unless Shingoon becomes this unbelievable force like Jokic, I'm always going to take a, a wing who I can defend. I think it would be Shingun and Jalen is who they would go after. And I would just, I, I like, I, that's why I'm saying none of this stuff, I don't want to do any of this But stuff. you have to, yeah. under, understood, but con- realize who you're dealing with. If Maury's still there, he's going right. to try to take everything well, from you. he doesn't well, care about how much it, and, Embiid likes Udoka. He didn't care about that. All he cares about is what can I get for this? Well, and realize this too. The organization has taken a beating the last three years. And the revenues for a two billion dollar investment haven't been what they what they were previously under James. The reason they wanted James back is because people would come and watch, and people would, you know, it, thank God that that Tillman let basketball people do basketball things. Yeah, I think that's such a bad idea. That's no, that's... they do, but but they didn't do it. I but know. They want, but but listen, and James is a good player, and James would make they didn't. You could argue that James would make them a much better team and a, and a playoff contender. Do you want to be a playoff contender? Or do you want to be a, a, a someday you know build toward a championship? Well, I just think the negatives outweigh the positives. Yeah, and it did, and it did, yeah. and they didn't do they didn't do the right. James Harden deal. But a Joel Embiid, you would think, hey, we're going to be a much better basketball. Well, it'd be a good team. basketball. It'd be a good basketball move. But the amount that Dell brought up that you have to subtract, it counteracts what you get with Embiid and. Frankly, it probably upsets him to the point that he wants to opt out anyway and have a better chance to win. Because if he can't win, he's not going to stay with you. Joel well, Embiid's going to get a sixty. He's going to get fifty to sixty million dollars a year. So what does he care? Where like he wants to win? Well, you, at some point, he wants that as part of his legacy. Yeah, you imagine the trade would happen if it happened. Not 
this season, but in the off season. So you'd have two years with him, and then he'd have a player option. Where at thirty two years old, he's probably he's opting out, hoping to get somewhere near three hundred million over the course of the next four. Yeah, or five well, years. it's sixty a year now. Yeah, it's and it's only going to be higher. Yeah. So do you have the Kevin McHale book? Kevin McHale was on a podcast and was asked about this is pretty interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Asked about the Daryl Morey James Harden breakup. Now, did he predict this or did he This is him explaining why he's not surprised by it. Why he's not surprised by what's happened with When we come back? Uh you want to, yeah, we'll do it when we come back. When we come back. And we'll also hear from D'Amico because we said we were going to do that and we didn't do that. But we're we going to play audio in the next segment. We're going to play audio. But this Kevin McHale bite is interesting. We'll do that on the other side. But first, we're going to talk QC. QC Kinetics. The wife was out running this morning. She left the house at 4 30. That's baller. I don't know how she did it. 4 30 in the morning because she's preparing for the Berlin Marathon. She wanted to beat the heat and she's got stuff she has to get done today before. Her little baby goes back off to college, and I fly out there with them. But I can tell you this much. Uh, QC Kinetics has been a big part of her getting back to where she needs to be to run again. She ran the, the Boston Marathon with a bone-on-bone knee issue. She knew it was a concern. She had you know been deferred a couple years in a row because of COVID from Boston. And she said, I'm running it. I don't care. And she's tough. Now, she's really tough. And she got through it. But... She couldn't run after that. She didn't run. I thought running might be over for her. And we went to QC Kinetics, and it took five different trips there. They they went through the entire process and eventually got to a point where some of the treatments, she was able to get better flexibility in that knee. There was better bend in the knee and mobility, and she started training again for this marathon and really proud of her, but really thankful for what QC Kinetics is able to do. QC Kinetics takes the body's healing power, it concentrates it, and then they put it they concentrate it and they put it back into the joint. So whether it's back, knee, hip, whatever the case may be, that pain that you're experiencing, that lack of mobility, you know, they repair and restore damaged tissues so that you can get back to being the real you and really start to enjoy this fall that will be coming up here in the next two to three months maybe. It's QC Kinetics, four locations in the Houston area. Or you can go to the website and start the consultation process, 713-913-5285 or go to qckinetics.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. I am looking at the four destinations for James Harden if he's not going to be with Philadelphia. What do you think they are? Well, I already know Clippers are the favorite. Clippers are the favorite. Uh, I mean, where can he Probably, I know he wants to be on the West Coast. Uh, man, I can't even think. Portland is second. Portland because of Dame? Well, but they, they also just got. Flipping Dame? They also just picked up the point guard, the draft, uh, Scoot. Yeah, so yeah. you could even know. Are they James trading Luke? Dame for Harden? Is that well, yeah, I guess that's they why they're acquiring looking at that? Harden to keep Dame. Yeah, that's why they're looking at that. Daryl would want to get somebody who can help him. Yeah, work. maybe. No, it have to be Dame would make Joel, Joel and Beat happy, wouldn't he? It would have to be part of a Dame deal. Yeah. 
Uh, the Nets are third and fourth. Beijing Ducks. <laughs> they always do this now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when are we going to start? Okay, I'll do it quick because I know we have some sound to get to. When are we going to start to see a Saudi basketball league? They are now buying a lot of soccer players. It already happened with golf. Now they're getting into soccer as well. And a lot of people like to say, oh, these players are all washed. That's all fine and good. But, Dell, there's some legitimate soccer players. And we saw the offer to Mbappe should really terrify a lot of people. Because the Saudi money, the ability to disrupt a sports league, should be a concern. When does Saudi start having their own basketball sports leagues? And start trying to because you know NBA players are jet for that money. Yeah, Some of them question well, uh, absolutely. Now they'll live a life unlike it, most most anyone in Saudi Arabia, so the lifestyle shouldn't be fine. But you know, some guys aren't going to buy into living over there. Money. I think they love the money. The idea the of money. living there. Yeah, live, but you don't have to live there if you. You have to live there for right. a certain amount of time. Right, right, right. For so, live. I'm, well, I don't know about well, live no, is live mostly played here. I'm talking yeah. about basketball. Yeah, it no, no, the, I mean, the live thing. golf tour they can do it because they don't have to live. They don't there. have to live there. Yeah. Basketball. Bas- I don't know if they know how strict some of the laws and rules of the culture are. At least for outsiders. Yeah, which they would yeah. be. Well, well, yeah. no, even people who live there. Well, I don't know if they're allowed. Well, the, I'm not sure. There's going to ta- be the same chicken heads as we well, call. Well, the people with money. Now. Just like anywhere else in the world, can do what they like. Yeah, and be no chicken heads. You think, at well, the game at Saudi Arabia, but outsiders with money, I don't think they're going to get the same passes. Well, I don't think China's out of the question. He sold more than ten thousand bottles of his Jay Harden wine during a live stream. Holy crap! In China, in China, at ten thousand with a, a, a Chinese influencer. He did. He did. He wait, sold. wait, 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 wait. There's actually James Harden wine. Yeah, he so sold. I've t- been vindicated. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. There was no Pizza Friday. There's a whole, but is there James Harden Chinese wine? There was, yes, because yeah. you you, I, dro- you drop a little bit of truth, but not I the pizza party vindicated. thing. No, no now you, you thought the most unrealistic thing was the wine. Yes, so now, yes, of course. No, so, you, so you're even more James wrong. James Harden wanting pizza is the most unrealistic. Yeah, yes, him complaining and calling Daryl Morey hey. a liar over Pizza Friday. Raise your hand if. James Harden is mad because mm. he doesn't get pizza sounds unrealistic. It sounds totally – it sounds realistic. I'm raising though. my hand. It's the most unrealistic thing ever. It sounds you totally realistic. You fell for realistic. pizza Friday. Chinese wine, James? You guys all thought <clears throat> that wasn't real. It's his wine that he sold in China. It's called James Harden's Chinese wine. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> all right, got to hear from Kevin McHale about the breakup and why he saw it coming. Larry wasn't a great uh, bird. Wasn't a – Great individual defender, but he was a great team defender. And he was always in the right spot, always willing to make the plays, you know, diving on balls, just doing all that stuff. And those were all the things I said, you know, let's, you know James can do it. It's just he didn't want to. And um, so I just was like, eh, it's not so long when, you're, when your top guy is not willing to just do a lot of just the dirt-working things that it takes to win. And not, 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 not NBA games, per, you know, during the season – but what it takes to win championships, it's, it's so freaking hard to win four series uh, to win a championship. And and at some point, you're playing a team every good as, every bit as good as you are. So you've got to just do all the little things. I, you know, I, I thought Daryl let him slide on a lot of that stuff. And so I, I just feel like eventually that just comes back and bites you in the rear end. And uh, so there it was. It came back and beat him in the rear end now. It's the I mean, stuff that Doc was talking about. So too. he's been asked about, like, he's been asked about James. He's been very honest. 
I could see where somebody who doesn't listen would just say, man, Mikhail's got an axe to grind. I'm not listening to him. But when you listen to him, he's not – there's no ma- – I don't hear malice. I hear him just telling the truth with what we saw well, anyway. And it was the same with Doc. Doc was like, yeah, we were a much better team when James was facilitating, but then James just got back to massaging the ball and not, and not moving. And when you don't move, you're a much easier target. And as the season goes on and he's getting older, it's a lot harder for him to make those plays. And he wasn't making, and wasn't making those plays. So, I mean, they're being honest about it. And yeah, James ain't never winning. James ain't never winning. No, nothing. Not no. the way, because he's got to have it his way. And I'm, uh, this is how I'm going to do it, and I don't care what you say as a coach. And 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 when you when you tell him, James, we ain't going to win if he's you do this. In, yeah, and he's he been would, enabled up even to this when point. he was a younger player with McHale, he still wouldn't do the little things that it took to win championships. He didn't want to. He just didn't want to do the team defense stuff, which which he talked about. Yeah. We know obviously James can do it, but he chose not to do it. And when you don't have the buy-in from your top guy, it's it's basically impossible. And then, as he mentioned, Daryl Morey, the biggest – I don't have a problem with Daryl Morey, the GM. Daryl Morey, the GM, was done in by Daryl Morey, the enabler, who enabled James Harden to run the organization through passive resistance to so much of what the Rockets wanted to do, whether it was, you know, whether it was uh, the roster or whether it was, you know, coaching staff stuff or whether it was just on-the-court stuff. He, they didn't – Daryl didn't hold James accountable – and he allowed too much. He allowed James too much power, and eventually James. That's who James is now. James, once you hit thirty, right? They say this is who you're going to be once yeah. you hit the age of thirty. James, this is who he is. He can't fundamentally change. He doesn't. That's why he's already talking about. I want to go to an offense where I can be me. That's because James wants to get back to what he's comfortable yeah. with. He doesn't. He doesn't want any. He doesn't want to be uncomfortable. He don't want to be coached. He doesn't want. He does not want to be. He wants to play the game the way he he has always played the game. And he ain't the same guy. He ain't got that first step to get by guys. He just he just he's just stand there, dribble, dribble, dribble. James, even worse than he was when he was here. Thank God. Thank God. The Rockets did not get him. Thank goodness. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. We will hear from D'Amico on the other side. We got some Will Anderson sound as well here on ESPN ninety seven. Paul, by the way, Paul Gallant got ball sacked yesterday. He do. It wasn't ball sack, but somebody I think put a fake quote by Will Anderson just to make a joke, and he read it on the air. Oh no! Yeah, not Chinese wine stuff because that actually was real, as I said. Was it? The- no, you said that was false. You didn't believe the Chinese. I wouldn't have read it stuff. if I didn't. Believe it, the no. only part that you didn't believe was the Chinese. You believe Pizza Friday more than you believe Chinese wine. Now that I read Chinese wine, at no point. So have we seen anything? Have you what guys was seen any article that said that Pizza Friday was false and that it was all a big joke? Has have anyone seen, confirmed that Pizza Friday but was real? Has anyone real? denied it? Is it's, more important. It wasn't denied because it wasn't real. It wasn't no. a real story. It a hundred percent could be real. No one has denied it. <laughs> Stop James it. Harden being mad. For those you of you who don't know that you weren't the here, realistic thing I've heard today. Lance read a story in well, Barstool I, where James was talking about Pizza Friday it was and a how snippet of a story. Philadelphia had Pizza Friday once. They promised it every week, but they only did it once. This They're is how liars. You, this is how you build championships yeah. and culture. So, what was the quote by Will Anderson? Uh, it was read? like, "Oh, you're going to have a long day." He came and tapped two on the on the leg and said, "You're about to." Have a long day, and I'm going to bleep you up or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, oh, all right. Gallant got all excited well, they, read it on the air. But it, to his to his credit, things are tricky these days. Well, they, Anderson did say this. They sleep on my power. 
this sounds like this doesn't sound like something. No, he's got speed. They and power. see they see me and say, "Oh, he's probably just a speed guy." And then boom, I hit him with power to counter. Right. It's good having that speed and power because a lot of people wouldn't think my body type would have that. That huh? He is a speed to power. He can rush speed to yeah. power. He's a Nick Saban guy. He knows how to rush. Well, we'll hear from him on the other side. He actually, he talked about Tank Dell. Tank Dell. They were just talking about a, a Tank Dell on ESPN and how he would do with the Jets' offensive line. It, it's uh, what? It is, it's, no, they didn't. What? They, they didn't mix it too. But he, he's not lying though. Tank Dell was on. Harry Douglas put a spotlight on Tank Dell. I mean, it's a third-round wide receiver that I think because of me and a lot of the shine that I gave him during the draft oh, process. Oh, during the draft process, I said I was the first you. to say he was unguardable. It's probably I was the first to call him quote unquote oh, wow, unguardable. Were you? I trademarked that phrase for Tank Dell, unguardable. Wow. I feel like that's wow. not true. Your non-competitive articles about people. Okay, so there it is. Okay. I I put it. I put that out there. Non-competitive pitches. Non-competitive pitches. Non-competitive articles. Ligament juice. Yes. All right. And, and now Tank Dell's unguardable that you started. Okay. You know who is uh, in Chinese? There's no who has no competition. Coors Light didn't have any competition last night. Everybody in the bar was drinking Coors Light. Everybody, everybody last night at Damaris was drinking Coors Light. It helped that you know we bought them all. It helped. We did. We got rid of. We we uh, unloaded six cases of Coors Light last night. How's that? Not too bad. That was fun. But here's the deal: is I and everybody was just loving it. We had such a good time. Listen, I don't care what you're doing. If you got those mountains blue, you're being refreshed. People came in. They were like, "I want cold, clean, crisp, and refreshing Coors Light." I want them blue mountains. That's what they were. The people were saying. That's what they say. Okay, I can't hold it back. It was so much fun, and of course, light makes everything fun. I don't care what you're doing. It's hot out there. You want to keep Texas chill? Let's go. Cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. It is the best. You will love it. I love it. Keep listening because we're going to do this a lot more. We got 975 bottles of Coors Light that we got to set. We got to. We got to buy for people. So be listening. We are going to uh, be doing this all football season. Cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Pitter-patter. Well, pitter-patter, let's get at her. 